and welcome to another Voice of Wealth podcast. I would like to welcome Ed Sheng, Global CIO of BNP Paribas Wealth Management. Hello, Ed. Hello, Charlotte. At the end of last year, your investment strategy team published its 10 themes for 2021. A little water has gone under the bridge since then. Now you are refreshing your themes with a focus on three existing ones with a slightly different angle. The first theme is entitled Riding Commodity Inflation. And that is our topic today. So let's look at global inflation rates, first of all. They've been very low for a long time and remain well in check currently. According to a survey by the University of Michigan, American consumers are expecting a rise in inflation over the next five years or so. And interestingly, bond markets are pricing in higher inflation, supported by consumer expectations. So Ed, is inflation really picking up in your opinion? Well, that's a good question, Charlotte. So it sort of depends what type of inflation you're talking about, and it depends where you're talking about it. So I think if we were to narrow down, let's talk about the US in particular, because there I think we have a greater chance of inflation appearing. As you mentioned, the University of Michigan, those consumers are US consumers. And secondly, if we look at the bond market, which is pricing a higher rate of inflation over the medium term, it is the US bond market, that is. And there is a good reason for that which is that US inflation, uh, if you think about the classic CPI, consumer price inflation, is driven quite a lot by two big factors there. And one is housing and house prices and rents are rising in the US quite strongly. So that pushes inflation up. And secondly, gasoline prices or petrol prices. Now, as we know, crude oil is seeing rise in prices both in Europe and in the US. So if you look at West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil, we've touched $60 a barrel recently, which is the highest level we've seen for some time. So gasoline prices for the consumer at the petrol pump will rise and that will add to inflation. And I think those are some of the reasons why we see um, inflation expectations, that is, you know, medium term, what we expect over the medium term inflation to do to rise in the US. And the way I like to look at this in particular is through the optic of commodity prices. So I've mentioned oil, but I'm thinking here of more metals prices because it's here that we see a lot of increased demand and much higher metals prices in the short term. Now, in your paper on this theme, you talk about the new commodities bull market cycle or what you call a super cycle. What do you mean by this? And which commodities do you particularly like at the moment? So what I mean by a commodity super cycle is that typically prices rise and fall for a whole basket of commodities for over a number of years. And then the latest cycle from really 2000, somewhere between 2008 and 2010 until relatively recently, like last year, you've seen commodity prices in general fall quite consistently. So that is the down cycle that we've seen for the last 10 odd years. We are now, in my view, entering an up cycle, which should also last several years as it has done in the past. And the main drives for that are very simple. Falling prices leads mining companies who produce these commodities and oil companies who produce the oil to cut back on investment because they're making less money. So they cut back on investment, they try to save costs. So for them, it's all been about saving costs as prices have fallen, so they continue to remain profitable. But of course, what this means is they haven't invested. So when prices go back up, they can't just turn the taps on and produce more. It is not that simple. Even if they were to invest 
more money today in new production, like new mines, new oil wells, it would take several years from today until that new production actually becomes operational and actually starts to add more copper or more oil into the global economy. So I think for the next few years, as long as demand stays high, we should see rising prices in these commodities as there is no chance that supply can react. And isn't there a contradiction between the rising demand for commodities and sustainability, Ed? Well, it sounds like there is, because obviously if commodities are extracting stuff out of the ground or out of the deep sea, which doesn't sound very ecological, does it? For sure. However, think about it this way. How can you install lots more solar panels or lots more wind turbines or even uh, think about other alternative sources of power like hydrogen power? All of these things actually require a lot of commodities, typically metals. For instance, copper, which is used in any form of electrical conductivity, you need copper cabling, right? Anywhere, whether you're talking about electric vehicles, solar panels, wind turbines, it needs copper. Secondly, if you think about electric cars, they need big, big, big batteries, typically lithium ion batteries today, which require a lot of lithium and a lot of nickel. Now, and thirdly, anything that has electronics components in it, so namely solar panels, electric cars, 5G technology, mobile phones, all require components such as silver and tin. Tin for the solder and silver for the electrical conductivity properties. It's an excellent electrical conductor and so is used for a lot of um, end, the ends of connectors and things like that in electrics. So all of these um, commodities will see structural demand in an environment where we see much higher investment in renewable energy, which is what we're seeing in the US and in Europe, and also investment in things like electric cars, which is exactly what we're seeing right now with the launch of lots of more electric car models from not only Tesla, but now, of course, the traditional car makers, for instance, the Germans like Volkswagen, BMW, Mercedes, they're all launching models this year. So it's a growing market, and that means the demand for copper, nickel, tin, silver, platinum is growing and will continue to grow along with that demand. You mentioned metals. So what are the conditions for a sustained bull market in metal prices, in your view? Well, it all comes down to a very simple thing, supply and demand. So the first, if we take the demand side of the equation, you require rising demand. And that we're seeing from two sources. As I said, firstly, the structural demand growth coming from renewable energy, electric cars. These are, again, so climate change and the response to climate change is driving demand for a whole host of these metals as I've described. Secondly, um, on the supply side, sorry, on the, on the demand side, secondly, is that we also have economic recovery and copper, as an example, is a very economically sensitive metal because it is used in all sorts of industry. It is used in buildings for the copper cabling. The electrical cables all require copper. So when you have an, an economic recovery, which has more construction of houses, of flats, uh, more industry, more production of goods, more produ production of electronics, that will inevitably use more copper. On the supply side, we have two factors here. Firstly, as I've mentioned, companies have been not spending on investment, which means that there has been no expansion on the supply side. So as demand goes up, supply will not be able to respond in the short term. At least will take several years 
before you can get new mines up to production, even if you were to spend the money opening them up today. It takes years to develop all of that. And secondly, we can look at inventories. So the existing inventories of metals such as copper and tin are at multi-year lows. So already the increase in demand has been putting pressure on inventories. We just don't have enough of these metals left in the warehouses right now. So that is why prices go up. Demand goes up, supply cannot respond, and that means prices must rise as a result. If commodity prices are already at multi-highs, what factors can make them continue to go up? Well, again, the fact that supply remains constrained, which is, as I've described, going to be the case in my view. But more importantly, that plus demand continuing to grow. And that's what we expect to see, because we have a very bullish economic outlook for the world economy this year. So that would mean more demand for commodities, not just copper, nickel, silver, platinum, but also oil, for instance, because that's another economically sensitive commodity. Um, and of course, as I said, this, the structural demand growth from investment in climate change, which is exactly what we're seeing from European and US governments, and in fact, from the Chinese government as well, come to think of it. And finally, what can investors do to benefit from this important theme? Well, you can invest in many different ways. You can, of course, invest in funds that buy the actual underlying metals. So, for instance, you can buy funds and ETFs that will invest in industrial metals like copper, nickel, tin and aluminium. You can buy funds and ETFs that invest in precious metals like gold, silver and platinum. Or, or you can even buy the mining companies uh, in a fund, ETF or single stocks that do the mining of these commodities, that make money out of these commodities. Um, and so that would, for instance, in Europe, be the basic resources sector, which includes all the global miners like Rio Tinto, or there are even um, more specialized funds which will buy gold miners or silver miners more specifically. So you have a whole range of options. And of course, not mentioning the fact you can even buy the single stocks themselves, the actual mining companies one by one, if you so choose. So you have a range of options to invest in either the underlying commodities or in the miners that produce these commodities. Thank you very much, Etching, for your interesting analysis today. Goodbye.